The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Getting In, a college coach conversation hosted by Elizabeth Heaton. There are so many challenges involved in the college process, including choosing the right college, planning a payment strategy, creating a high school plan, and much more. The team of experts from College Coach are here to help you find some, if not all, of the answers you need. Now, here is your host, Elizabeth Heaton. So good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. I'm really excited about today's show. Because we're going to be talking through getting started in the athletic recruitment process. So for those of you out there who think that you want to play sports in college, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We're also going to be discussing how to find private scholarships. And and this is a question I get from people all the time. And we're going to do, uh, I'm going to welcome one of my colleagues to talk to us about that. And as always, we're going to take your questions at the end of the show. But first, even though I am staring currently out the window at five feet of snow on the ground at my house... Spring is coming. I swear it's coming. And I know that many of you are thinking about doing some college visits during spring break. So I'm thrilled to welcome college visit expert Bill Rubin, who has visited more than 1,800, 1,800, that's a lot, college campuses in the U.S., Canada, and Europe in his career. So he knows a lot about the college visit, and he currently runs the College Authority, which is a college tour company based in Costa Mesa, California. So welcome, Bill. Hello, everyone. Thank you again so much for joining us, and uh, you have visited a lot of schools, far more than I have, and so uh, we're going to kind of dig into that college visit piece with you today because this is something that colleges, or excuse me, that families spend a lot of time and money on. Colleges spend a lot of time and money on it too, but it is generally a pretty big expense for most families, uh, not only in terms of money, but also in terms of their time. And so what I'm hoping we can do today is give them some information so that they can maximize that time and money spent. Um, so my first question for you today is really, when do you think the best time to visit is? Generally, I tell families that the best time to visit is when colleges are in session. Mm-hmm. Um, and that isn't always available for everyone based on their schedule, of course, but when all other things are equal and the availability is there, it is always best to visit during the week when classes are in schedule, when the school itself is in session. Obviously, 85% studies show uh, of families visit colleges during the summer. And when no other option is available, that's certainly fine. You're right there with the majority of, of, of students and their families. But given a choice, if you can visit when schools are in session, I highly recommend it. So what's the big deal about going when students are there? What do you feel that that really adds uh, to the visit that makes it worth that? Well, um, college is an experience that is, you know, as much enjoyed outside the classroom as it is in the classroom. And seeing and getting a sense of what the environment feels like for a student is going to be a big factor in whether that college fits them or not. And fit is 
far more important than a lot of families might realize at whatever stage of the game they're in the process. Mm-hmm. And seeing students milling about, seeing how they congregate, seeing what they look like, um, you know, what sort of things they do, how it, what's involved in getting around campus. Uh, mm-hmm. These are all different things that aren't obvious that can influence a student in terms of how they feel about that campus, positively or negatively. When you visit a place like Stanford, a big campus, Duke, uh, places that are really spread out, that can be very appealing and that can be very intimidating seeing people mm-hmm. biking to class, going far distances <laughs> to get between different points on campus versus really dense places where people tend to bump into each other all the time, those different types of environments can impact students differently. And until you're there and see it yourself in the normal hubbub of the normal typical day at a college campus, you won't really know whether it hits you right or not. Right. And one of the things that I tell my students to do are things like look and see what's posted around campus, what kind of events are going on, pick up a newspaper, see what the big hot button items are on campus these days that they're writing about in the newspaper. And often those things are in short supply during the summer. So um, I would agree with that. If you can go during the school year, it's always great. Still things to be done during the summer if you can't, though. So um, how do you suggest getting started in terms of planning visits? So you know you have 10 schools you want to see. How do you start that process? Well, and I caution families, when people talk about 10 schools they want to see, my first advice to families is to test the hypothesis um, so that when they assume that they're going to want to visit certain types of colleges in a geographical area, don't assume that you should only visit the types, size, location, certain type of program, etc., and exclude all others. Always include at least one more, if you have the time, uh, campuses that will offer the student the chance to test the hypothesis they don't like it. Right. Because most students make that mistake and parents make that mistake as well. Um, once you're beyond that, so you've created a more realistic uh, group of schools that you want to visit, uh, websites now offer far easier access to sort of figuring out the information in terms of what type of schedule the college offers, um, when, when their tours might be, when their information sessions might be. Um, and so that is a good starting point. Usually if they don't offer registration online, they offer a phone number or an email address where you can submit something to do that. Mm-hmm. That's always advisable. Some schools don't require it, but I highly recommend it. So the website's usually a good starting point. Great. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea how I planned visits when I was applying to college, but the website has made everything easier, it certainly seems, from my perspective. So when you're there and you're actually doing a visit, what do you think? You mentioned information session. You you mentioned a tour. Um, what are the things that you recommend that uh, every family do on every college visit if they can? The one thing to do on every college campus is to take the campus tour, the official campus tour with a real live undergraduate from that campus. Um, that gives you a general sense of the place. It gives you a student perspective over the course of the hour, sometimes hour and a half of the campus tour. And it gives you just a general overview that you can't normally get wandering around by yourself since so many people get lost on college campuses on their own. <laughs> Would you, do you recommend wandering around by yourself after the tour? 
If time allows, I absolutely do. Some of the things that I recommend, and not all campus tours are created equal. Mm-hmm. Some schools don't permit their tours to go through residence halls. Yep. Sometimes they have a special residence hall tour with a you know, sort of a recreated dormitory room, and, and that isn't always realistic. Sometimes it is. It depends on the campus. And so I often encourage families, if they have the time, to wander around a little bit. I often recommend that they tend to go to places of the centers of student activity, again, mm-hmm. to get more sense of the types of students that are at that campus. Uh, students are going to be fixating on uh, the, the programs and the, the look and the different archetypal issues of the campus, but what really comes down to often drawing students to one place over another are the dynamics of the social environment of the students. So right. seeing them in places like the campus center, a dining hall, um, a campus event of some sort that you might stumble upon, those are often the best ways to get a sense of the social dynamic of a, of a school and whether it agrees with the student or not. Right, because one thing that I see happen frequently, and you may see the same thing, is that often a student's perspective on the school can be shaped by their tour guide, the one person who's leading their tour, which can be great if uh, you really hit it off with your tour guide and terrible if you don't. And I really want to caution students that this is one person. Uh, there could be many like this person on campus or almost no one like that on the campus. And I think the things you're suggesting give the students a wider perspective on the student body than if you simply say, oh, well, this student is my school, this school, and I like this student, therefore I like the school or the reverse. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I would also add that uh, students and weather, the tour guides and the weather are the two most important factors in how much a student can judge a campus uh, without mm-hmm. them realizing it. I often tell students it actually is irrelevant whether you like or dislike the one tour guide you have. It's more about the information they tell you because student tour guides often represent, sometimes they represent the, the norm of a campus if you can actually say that such a thing exists. Mm-hmm. Other times, students, tour guides, represent a niche within a campus community. And that's why so many different people have so many different stereotypes and myths and misperceptions about multiple campuses. And the little secret that no one realizes is they're all true. All of them. <laughs> all these different niches exist. And so a student that seems like a bum or not at all the type that a prospective student or their family would want them to go to college with that can make a school that is actually a good fit for a student seem like a bad fit, and that can mislead you unnecessarily. So obviously, you know, walking around and seeing other students can help alleviate that. The other thing I recommend is when parents visit colleges with their children, children go on one tour, parents go on another. Huh. That allows students to ask questions without the embarrassment of their parents mm-hmm. or not listening to the embarrassing questions their parents ask about campus security and the like that may not necessarily be of such import for the student. And it also allows them to come back at the end and share two different student perspectives, perhaps. Right, and, and perhaps sometimes can alleviate that concern. That's a great, I love that idea. And I also love it because it also maybe allows the student to, to form their own perception, not the one that's colored by what the parent may be whispering in their ear, or just sometimes it's really tough for students to think for themselves when their parents are around, even with the most well-meaning parents who are encouraging them to do that. I do see students often looking to their parents first before sort of expressing their own thoughts about a place. 
I've seen the reverse too, but <laughs> absolutely. Well, students, high school students typically want to look cool. Yes. And it's hard to do that when you're speaking on a college campus. So a fair number will somewhat take it all in and sort of process in their own pace. Parents tend to want to ask because they feel like that's what they should be doing. Exactly. And they're also, they're much more comfortable asking and they're not so worried about feeling cool. So, and, and they also have some legitimate questions for all the money that they're about to spend on, a, on an institution and they feel they should ask those and I don't disagree. So, but I love that idea actually. I'm going to start suggesting it to my students and families. Um, do you think there's a limit to the number of schools you should visit in one day or even in one week? I have my thoughts on this. I'd love to get to hear what you think. I do. Um, generally, even on my tours, we, don't, we visit either two or three schools a day. We, the average prospective student and their family, are only generally going to be able to visit two schools in a day, realistically, because most colleges typically have morning visit periods and afternoon visit periods. And yep. so it, it's difficult to do more than that in one day for the average family. Even if you could do more than that, and do a third, perhaps, of the particularly later visit. And sometimes, you know, based on your budget and the time you have available, that can be okay, but I tend to recommend if you're going to do a day with three visits, make sure the day before and the day after you're only doing two so that it doesn't become too much of a blur because it already is a bit of a blur no matter how you do this. Yep, I would agree, and that's exactly what I tell families. Uh, and I, you know... I encourage them to take notes. Some kids take notes. Some kids don't. I tell them take pictures because that can help 